Good evening, everybody. Where are we up to? Episode 76 of So What's Been Happening. It's a classic Wednesday night special, uh, 29th of June, almost the end of the financial year. I know who loves a bit of finance. He's old Cuz. Let's bring him up, Cuz. How are you, mate? G'day, mate. How are you? Good man uh, handling finances, obviously, this time of year. I don't know about good at it, mate, but I have a little bit of experience in it. Having a little bit of a finance background with credit control work and that. Pretty busy time of year for a lot of businesses. Sure is. Um, it's not easy juggling cash right these days. Um, cash, there is no cash. That's the story, <laughs> isn't it? Um, no cash here. Anyway. I was doing a job for someone that, or the other day and they said, oh, can we pay cash? I said, mate, cash? No one pays cash. Can't get cash. Take it if you get it. Take it if you get it. Says uh, always declare it though. What do you reckon, Gus? Nice. Well, that's funny you say that, mate. Because I, I um, shout out to the Pat Cronin Foundation. We had a great night on Friday night for their annual ball, which I was ha- lucky enough to go along to, and I was just selling some merch there for them. And that was the same thing. We had um, a little. B square little tap thing, but I was surprised the number of people came up with cash, but no cash, all card. Yeah, it seems to be. Um, someone mentioned to me the other day that they'd gone to a bar or a pub, and yeah, an older older person that just expected to be paying folding stuff every time, and yeah, just couldn't do it. They wouldn't accept it no matter what, regardless. So I'm not really sure what the story is with that exactly other than um, possibly a little bit of old days of filtering or pilfering uh, from the cash tills with staff. And I don't know, has the element of trust gone, Cuz? What do you reckon? I think, unfortunately, unless you're working as a, in a family business, I think there is that little bit of, I suppose, distrust and, and uncertainty with employers. So if you haven't got cash as a factor... You take away that, I suppose, temptation for want of a better word. Sure. Yeah. I've got to know. Look, I think, yeah, unfortunately, what did I say? You've got no friends at work, so you trust nobody, unfortunately. I think yeah, that's about well, the way the world now is. Yeah, well, there's one one person that trusts you, mate, sitting on the other end of this, this table here and... Uh... <laughs> You're always been good to me, Cuz. Um, we always had to look after you. The good news is, mate, you got a job starting in a week's time. Must be an exciting time to get back into the workforce, into a career you love, mate. Yeah, looking forward to it, mate. Back working as an integration aid at um, Oakley Grammar. So looking forward to the opportunity. Look like really got a good feel for the place. I went for the interview and looking forward to jumping on, jumping in sort of both feet. Uh, Monday a week. So, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for the opportunity, as you said, to get back into something I really enjoy doing. Just one on that is what's the most daunting part about walking into a new role and a new environment? Um, give the young kids out there a little taste of what it's worth to have your, uh, yeah. I wouldn't say the job necessarily, the job of a lifetime, but a new job walking into a career path you've been out of for a little while, stepping back into that. Um, what's it feel like? Come um, And we'll, Touch on this closer, how how day one goes uh, next week maybe. But 
What, what's the what's the feelings? What's the emotions coming into the week? Oh, look, there's a there's a fair bit of nervous energy and, and excitement about it, um, about getting back into it. But with that comes a fair bit of trepidation as well, because you don't want to sort of you want to be the person who they employed, but you don't want to do anything sort of out of kilter with yourself, so to speak. So you keep keeping the guidelines and whatever. But you want to bring a bit, you want to bring a little bit of uniqueness and sort of um, difference to the role, I suppose, and and put your sort of stamp on it early on. So I think you're conscious of doing that, but also not bombarding them with yourself. If that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Um, so what do you do, mate? Head to new wardrobe or drag out the old the old favourites? Oh. I... What's the attire these days? The old favourites might get a might get a run in early, mate. The check shirt and the um and the cargo pants, the old um brown cargo dax, um, which I might have gone with on when we went out on Sunday night. Oh, was that a little test? Rolling them out with me just in case. See how I how I adapted. Sure. What my thoughts exactly were. Exactly right. Speaking Got of some lovely feedback from the lovely Jenny Jones, good friend of the show. So look, all all happy that. Speaking to someone with an opinion, let's bring him up. Here he yes. is. How are we, boys? Mr. President. Hello, Hello mate. Cars, uh, I presume the old Gazman Superstore got an absolute smashing from you on the weekend. I, uh, <laughs> I hope that, you know, it sounds like you've gone to, you know, there's no more Solway or Big Man store, so I think Gazman's probably your next best option. But, um, I heard the I heard the chat just before about using cash, and I think yeah, it takes the dodginess out of things a little bit. But I actually think it's and also I'm kind of surprised Aaron didn't mention this, but I would have thought for a small business, um, it's probably easier to have almost each and every transaction literally recorded um, mm. on your own on your own account. Um, essentially, like that now with everything. Um, I was a cash guy until about five years ago, and then um, probably to my own detriment, particularly when you go out on, uh, on nights out, you just go tap, tap, tap. It's just the easiest thing in the world, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I, I don't miss cash. That's for sure. I don't miss it. Um, yeah, where's our captain gone? I left you and I run the show, mate. I think I think with the with the the, the non cashing too. I think it takes away the need to carry a wallet around as well too. If you got it on your phone and that sort of stuff, I suppose is that sort of um, makes it a little bit simpler. Jeez, you've just opened yourself up so poorly there, Glenn. Know. You don't take who, your wallet anyway. Who goes first, lovey? Who goes first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of people have suggested. I know it's you, bud. So you'll give me something anyway. So what the hell? A couple of people have suggested to me uh, during the week that they love the banter. Okay, we just got to keep it in moderation between us, boys. Keep it fairly positive. But in this case, cars, you not having to take your wallet. Did you ever bring your wallet, cars? See, from now on, well, it's only fair to you pay for my services, boys. So what? What the hell? Yeah, well, I think from now on, Glenn, we proactively encourage you to take a wallet with you <laughs> everywhere you go and make sure it's full. Okay. At least if it's full of a credit card, even if it's someone else's, 
you don't know, don't doesn't matter. Use it. But um, yeah, happy days, mate. Fill it with cash. We'll be happy. Everyone will be happy. Um, so quick also, comment. too, um, you found the out the thing. green screen. I'll come back to that in two secs, Lovey. Um, yep. Cuz has found the green screen button, or he's put up a brick wall behind himself. <laughs> one of the two. That's one way you don't have to clean up, Cuz. It's a perfect, perfect, uh, perfect foil. I like man. the wall. Is that is that the um is that the wall that they strip search you at before you go into the school? It is, yes. Awesome. <laughs> just checking. Righto. Lovey, let us know about uh Cuz just mentioned it before the Pat Cronin Foundation, but I want to touch on um something that happened with you boys a week or so ago. And uh this was Matt Cronin down at the Lilydale Footy Club. And I know this was a pretty special night for you two boys, so I'm really interested in your opinion. Um, Lovey, obviously, Cuz uh, was in, instrumental in getting uh, Matt, no doubt, down at the club. Um, just tell us a little bit about the feedback, mate, and the experience uh, in front of all those young boys. Yeah, look, I think um, – I actually think, to be fair to Cuz um... – and I know he's done a lot of good things in footy. I reckon it's probably one of the best things he's ever done is actually get um, Matt Cronin down to highlight an issue that's very, very much at the forefront of the guys that we teach and and and, and joke around with at that, at that football club. And it goes it goes without saying for every footy club that um, the focus of that particular conversation uh, and that presentation from the Cronin Foundation, um, now if it didn't hit home for a lot of them. Um, well, then I think they need to open their minds up a little bit, but I'm sure it did. I know we know Glenn and I, uh, probably particularly myself, because I probably am a little bit more involved with a lot of the players personally. Um, they were, it made them wholly not just aware, but understanding of the consequences of really poor actions when you're out and about. Um, but also too, how you can actually protect yourself and your mates, not just not just pr- uh, saying hey. Don't don't throw the punch. Sometimes it can't be helped. You can't help an idiot in front of you. So the the, the way they spoke about diffusing situations and making sure that um, you know you take yourself out of that dangerous situation the best you can and when you can, um, I think that probably helped a lot of the guys in that room. And you know the fact that they're doing presentations, multiple presentations on a daily basis to schools and football clubs, a Great work from them. Um, but, B, that sort of says to me how important this issue actually is. And I think that um, – I think that we'll – I honestly think – because I've been out a few times with these boys this year and I honestly think in the environments that we've been to, the, the, there's never never felt that there's been that sort of scenario anywhere near as much as what it used to be. Um, and I'm hoping that's because of things like what the Cronin Foundation do. So um, – you know, I, I've like I've said, I've got two young boys, and you know, they're they're 20, 23 and twenty one. Uh, so same same age bracket. This impacts the most. Um, I always tell them every time they go out, be careful, watch your own back, watch your mates' backs, and just enjoy yourselves. And that's pretty much it for me. So yeah, it's it's significant. Got the hat on. I'm probably going to take it off in the next thirty seconds. I've just chucked the heating on in my home, and I'm now sweating underneath this. So. <laughs> Uh, I will take it off, but um, I encourage everyone at least have a look at that website that's up up on the screen right now, patcronenfoundation.org.au. 
Um, and Glenn, well done the other night at the ball for the stuff that you did. Good boy. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's an honour to be part of it and, and getting to know Matt like well I've got to know him. They're just an amazing family. And just hearing them speak with the passion they speak about, obviously they're talking about their son and the memory of Pat, and that's probably tantamount ten to the sort of the work that they're doing. But just being part of it and, just, and speaking to the people and meeting people on Saturday night and their connection with the family and... It was just a feel-good night, to be totally honest, but to be there and get just the feedback and people telling me, oh, how good is it that I'm helping them out? I'm doing it because it's it's great to be able to help them out, if you know what I mean. And that's the reason why you blokes as well do what you do and like what we do on the podcast here. It's an honour to be part of it. It's an honour to be mentioned as a volunteer for the Pat Cronin Foundation. It's a great, it's a great thing. Good work, mate. Well spoken and, uh, yeah, just reiterate love his words and uh, getting involved, mate. There's a lot of people that talk and there's some that do, mate. Um, so well done for getting involved and being part of it, um, both turning up and also um, helping out where you can. Uh, I'm sure Matt and the family really appreciate it. So you're right, lovey. They're doing some amazing work. Um, obviously, Matt would love to be in a position where he says he never had to do the work and never needed to do the work. We'd love to be in that position in the environment. But as we know, it all stems from the top um, and we're having this issue even out at AFL level, which are probably the most influential people of all, of all as far as from a young sporting um, you know, generation that we love, um, watching these young idols. Um, and if they're out doing it, you know, it does, sadly, that, that kind of thing is said to believe or believed to be okay and it's just not okay. So um, you're right, lovey. Uh, wise words to your boys. Um Watch your friends back. Watch your own back, first and foremost. Um, you just don't know who's out there and who's out there just to start an issue. Um, you don't even have to do anything wrong these days to end up in a yep. push and shove or a fight, but it takes a braver man to just walk from it and get away from it, get your friends and family away from it. Um, sometimes you can't always do that. So I think we'll uh, we'll get Matt on again, hopefully in the next uh month or so, hopefully before the end of the season, just have a chat and an update on how things are all going with the Cronin Foundation, Pat Cronin Absolutely. Foundation. Um, we'd love to have a chat to him and see how his Tigers are progressing coming into finals time. Better than ours. Yeah, well, <laughs> the it's a bit of a weird time, mate, that's for sure. Uh, this little meme came up during the week. Yeah. Going through a bit of a rough patch uh, the whole year, actually. Uh, for the Bombers, it's been it's been a real up and down, hasn't it? Um, Lovey, obviously you've uh, you've set the world alight there with just your campaign to become Essendon president, mate. Just tell us a little bit about what's in your head, what's your thoughts. A couple of weeks ago, when the Bombers dragged one and snagged one and got going again, and then all of a sudden to be let down like that this week, pretty disappointing. It's. Yeah, look, I mean, I always go back to the fact that compared to quite a number of other clubs, yours included, I suppose, over the last, since we've all been following footy, it's been pretty privileged to follow Essendon for the majority of that time in really successful eras. Um, just, it, I, I, look, we're not in an era anymore where a team can dominate for 10 years at the top like it was in the 80s. Um, it just doesn't work like that anymore. Um, but I... I, I 
I would like to think that our team can compete consistently week in, week out. It just that has been an issue for us for two decades now. Um, and I, I actually, I actually like and Kevin Sheedy had to go. I think Kevin had done his time there. Um, but I liken it to Manchester United. They've never been any good since Alex Ferguson took off, and you can't underestimate what a changing culture can do to a, club, a sports club if it's not good. And it's taken Carlton 20 years to get over the stuff they had to get through as well because the culture had to change with what they did after all their penalties. Obviously, we went through it. We went through the, with the drug saga. And if our culture wasn't already shot by then, it was probably signed, sealed and delivered for another 10 years. But when you're running out in the field and people say, oh, but you don't really think about all that stuff when you're playing the game. You kind of don't, but then you kind of do. You've still got to walk in into the club on a regular basis, particularly at AFL level. And it just the, the feedback I'm getting is it's just really it's just low. It, it is so it's so deflating. Um, and body language, even around the club, apparently, is just not great. And that that's not. I don't think that's got much to. It's got a little bit to do with maybe the coaching and all the rest of it, but. I, I take it to the top. I really do. I mean, yes, I'm piss-taking with the name tonight, but I'm not. Um, I won't be running, but I do think we need a change um, at the top. I think, I think the review, well, I think the review is hitting the wrong notes. It's not, going, it's not going at the CEO. It's not going at his team. It's not going at the president and the board. They're the ones that have been residing over this mess for, you know, years now. And, yes, they've, their roles have changed, but they've promised a lot of things. And nothing has actually happened. Um, you know, how do we how do we have players? And this is a, this is a, this is a microscopic part of it. How do you have players with repeat injuries for three years running? I don't understand it. And why do we keep bringing our own players back way too early, like we do? That's that's a management issue. So that's not a Ben Rutten issue. That's not a player issue. That's that's just one on one. Um, player management, and that gets back to areas. Even you know, obviously, you've got your high, your high performance wankers that are in, in every club. Ours just seem to be no, not very good at all at it. Um, just on that, Lovey, is it is that a sign of desperation that just we've yes. got to get them back out there way too early? Yep. Um, and, yep. and you're right, that management not being prepared enough to stand Look, strong. Stringer should never have played. Stringer should never have played Anzac Day. It was a week or two too early. And then we lost him for another six weeks. He's our best player in the club when he's up and going. Make no bones about that. He's our best player. Yep. And people give him a lot of shit. But when he's on, he's on. But we don't give him the chance to get fit. You know, we, we, we just don't do it. Um, you know, you know it's just, yeah, it, it, it's, we, we've lost their identity too. And, and that's, that's the other thing. We've become irrelevant. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that Mark Robinson says, but, um, this week when he called our club irrelevant after we lost to the West Coast Eagles, I hundred percent agree. What do we give to the competition at the moment? Yeah. Seriously, apart from uh, bums on seats, it, just because we have loyal members and supporters, that's that's the only thing we've got going for us at the moment. And eventually that'll piss off too. Yeah, yeah, Cuz, uh, interested in your thoughts on the bombers, man. Then we'll move on. Yeah, look, as Lovey said, look, I think the, the the major word is, and Lovey mentioned, this is disappointing. Like, like, this not having 
not being able to find a why when you run out there and you do as you have the external and the internal things going on in your head about what's going on in the club and you face that every day when you go to the club. But just that ability to galvanise the group together and on with Lovey, that's got to come from good leadership. And there's got to be questions asked. Look, I think Rutten deserves another year, another go at it. But there's, there seems to be... There seems to be a thought out there that we'll have a review, but we won't review, as Lovey said, the CEO. We won't review the president. We won't review the decision makers. We'll review the, we'll review the decision, the, the decisions, but not the decision makers. If that makes sense. Yeah, look, I, I do agree with that, but I also watching Melbourne rebuild a few times, um, or more times than I've had hot dinners, I reckon we've re- rebuilt. We, I don't know how many times I sat through a three-year, a five-year, a seven-year plan. Um, we did it countless times, right? You're right. It starts at the top, no doubt. But at the, it can't also be just blamed on the on-field coach or off-field coach, so to speak, and coaching group and then into the player group. It's a whole rounded package, right? It's you've got to get the off-field component right because there's no doubt that puts pressure on the on-field component. But then if the on-field's not firing, it's firing all the way back to the board level, right, to make the decisions and changes. I don't necessarily think culling a CEO and all those kind of things is the answer, but you've got to work on that strategic plan, right? Because I know for a fact when when we had some changes happen um, at Melbourne, Paul Roos was one of the biggest ones, but Paul Roos only got there because the AFL effectively took over a club that was going nowhere, sinking, being pushed sideways, couldn't get couldn't get on its feet until they got the right man sitting there at CEO level to Peter Jackson to either move this ship, find out what's going on, turn it around, and then clean it out. And you're right, Lovey. It takes someone to come in from a completely different culture. I don't necessarily think bringing blokes in from old boys of the, of the club which was traditionally the Melbourne kind of way, was is, is is and was the answer. I think it needs to be fresh blood, almost from another sport. Um, I could see someone like a Craig Bellamy coming into the Essendon fold. Um, Give me Justin really, Langer any day. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I can really see someone like that coming in. And it, I reckon it takes a club. Uh, I think S, um, St Kilda did it not that long ago and brought in Billy Slater. Um, as an assistant kind of coach or come in as a bit of a mentor for players just to start to create a bit of a culture. And I think that was just a really good move. And I think it, that's what the Bombers are going to need, a bit of a shake-up, something a little bit out of left field uh, to give that a crack. Calling, trying to have these rumours of calling back heard just aren't the answer. Uh, not at no. this time. Not no. at this time. I mean, my, my, the, only, the, the final thing I'll say on this is... We, the, the the scary part about all this is we we have got what we would what you would call football people, so it's not just purely business board. There are football people on that board, and they're just as ineffective. So I'm not saying you cull all these people. I'm not saying you cull a CEO, but there needs to be a bit of an honesty, and they need to be sitting in the middle of a circle and just basically being told what you need to get better at. Because right now it is a shambles. Um, the only other thing I'll say, and I, it, 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 this actually made me ill. Um, so we picked up Parrish and Francis as picks five and six in the 2015 draft, 2016 draft, something like that. I can't remember which year particularly. Picks 10 and 11 were Kerno and Mackay. Both went to Carlton. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying hindsight's a wonderful thing, 
But if you look at all of Essendon's picks, we've picked the most outstanding player, rated player by AFL, whatever, every single time. We go, we've just gone best available. And the problem I've got is that, yes, there's no realistic game structure to what we do at the moment, but why? It's because all the players that we bring into the club aren't necessarily fitting any particular structure because we've just brought in a whole bunch of five foot eleven midfielders tied in with maybe one or two third string tall defender or forward. We've never actually recruited properly over the last ten years to A create a spine and B create an elite midfield group. You know, we brought in Devin Smith. He was meant to be another midfielder. He, he's ended up being a forward. And now he's he's pretty much got a degenerative knee. They knew about his knee before they brought him in. Yeah. I mean, this 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 stuff here is it's just amateur. It, it goes back to that word that you said, desperate. We've got to be desperate. We've got to be putting bums on seats for our club. Let's get just get the best available player at the time based upon yeah. player rankings in Tat Cup. Don't worry about what we actually do need. It's it's a club that's just lurching from one desperation point to the next. And it just needs to just stop. It just really does. Someone needs to come in and go, right, we're structuring up this way on field. We're structuring up this way off field. We're done. Yeah. Like one of our last rebuilds, um, or the rebuild before this last rebuild, got to a point where we we were five years into the seven-year plan and it wasn't working. We just had to cut it. You can't just keep running with it, right? At some no. point, you got to break. And you got to turn around like Paul Roos did and come in and say, this isn't going to be a quick fix. I'm telling you now, we're going to build from the absolute ground up. And to be fair to him, it's exactly what he did. Executed it beautifully. Now, don't get me wrong. It worked, but we had a, a bit of luck along the way. Some of those, like you said, exactly said, you picked up Devin Smith. Now, he could have gone on to become something. And sadly, he went the other way and got injured with the same injury that probably not doesn't happen to most blokes. Um, the same kind of injury again. So some of that's just unlucky, I guess. You, you, bombers need a... 20% luck for starters, and I reckon I don't reckon to be fair, you've had that either. You had a bit of a run last year. Luck luck wasn't really on your side towards the end there as well. And you've come into this year, everyone probably expected a lot more. Maybe that's maybe were we were we too tough thinking on that they were gonna come on and play finals this year? Was that too big no. an expectation? Yes. No, 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 no. Your your expectations are your own. You know about what's on the outside. Um yeah. and I think that the results were the results last year. So what, you go and aim high, and if it doesn't work, okay. Then you assess what's wrong. We're not doing that. We don't do that well enough. That's our issue. And so actually, do you think bit- internally, internally, do you think they had the actual expectation to play finals? Yeah, they would have. Yeah. You'd hope so. Because um, if they didn't, then they're not striving at all. And well, you, then would, that's, you would that, honestly that, 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 that in itself is a real shit culture that you would never want in a football club. So... Hmm. Um, no business in their right mind would would think that a one year their their one year forecast, two year and five year forecasts. To your point about seven year plans and that, any business that thinks that that doesn't change, I agree. It, 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 they're, they're they're kidding themselves. You got you got to adapt it along the way. I don't think we do. I, I I I don't think we've even got a plan in place. Let's just get one and then evolve it as it goes. Yeah. Now I know. We talk about winning form being good form, but we talk about culture and stuff as well, exactly what we were talking yep. about before. Now, this doesn't get said unless the team's flying, but to see this comment come up by Jack Viney um, in relation to team spirit, 
that those acts like Christian Salem's tackle that led to a goal, you see so many players getting around Salem. Not necessarily the goal kicker, and the energy was so vibrant yeah. throughout the whole night. Now that that's one thing I've noticed with Melbourne, they are in there rewarding every one of those moments. I guess you'd say, and as you know, Cuz, it's not always the goal kicker. It's not always the guy that did the first thing, but by God, that first action sometimes speaks louder than words and has a massive reaction on what the final result is. And if, like we talked about before, if everyone's doing their little bit, God, it makes things so much easier, doesn't it? And, and, and just there's times in games where you'll have your chance to do something. You, you, you'll have a moment, and it might only be one moment, but, geez, when you take that moment, by by the by the by your hands and really go for it. That's that's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so one thing that's on tonight: the AFL W draft, and there it is, pick number one, Montana Ham, for the new team, the Sydney Swans, and the Hawks have got a new team up and going as well. Jasmine Fleming, pick number three, Hannah Ewings. We'll just go through the top, say five or so. Uh, Amber Clark. To the Bombers, there's a name you'll have to uh, remember, cuz. I expect your yep. AFLW membership to uh, kick in shortly. And Sophia yes. Hurley, pick number five. Hurley, there's an interesting name that uh, in, interested if there's any relation there, ends up at the Swannies. So the interesting part to follow will be how many of these girls stay beyond a year or two years at their designated club. As we know, there's a lot of movement in the AFLW space. Always is at the moment, um, but we'd love to. Uh, good luck to every one of these girls getting their opportunity to play AFLW. I think AFLW is improving every year. Um, Lovey will be the first one that signs up for his uh, Bombers AFLW membership, no doubt. Welcome back, Lovey. Just on that, Jasmine Fleming, who's gone to Hawthorne, yep. that's the daughter of Damien Fleming. Fantastic. That's good. Right. I... And the niece of in the niece of Gary Moorcroft. Not playing, don't care. Not playing for Essendon, and I couldn't care. I'm not fast. <laughs> the question is, how long before she's at Essendon? Let's get her there. We can start the campaign now. I'll get her to play in the men's. How's that? I want her to play in the men's already. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, once I said good luck to every one of those girls um, playing. What uh, what we're going to do is we're going to flick to our famous. Number 76 is 76. This is to, the, uh, to a tune from Ryan Sterling's new album that we featured and will feature a little bit more in the next few weeks. Here it is here. Um, you'll nice. hear one of these tracks played underneath these 76s. Here we go. She loved music and school She loved her family and friends She was nobody's fool Lying on her back It was a hot January night Down by the river On the stars and satellites
seventeen, he was starting to unwind. His friends' lives were taking flight, he was dropping behind. And all that fell away, holding Jenny's hand real tight. Seventy-six, what a big year! Yeah, it was. Cause, I came into the world. Yeah, there you go. Happy, uh, <laughs> happy Annika. Twenty um, years after, Cuz. Yeah, you. twenty years. Thank you. Cause, how was how, how was going out in nineteen seventy-six, Cuz? <laughs> Wouldn't have known, mate. I was only in one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're twenty-one. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> Righto, here we go. We're going to kick it off with this segment. Get ready. It's... Like the 89 Grand Final. Like a damn sim. It's what the crowd come to see. Cousins Classics. I do yeah. like the jingle. I do like the jingle a lot. What is your classic, Cuz? So, it might surprise you boys, but I'm, I'm a fan of a sweet biscuit. And I was thinking about it today, the classic sweet biscuit. So do you prefer your cream sweet biscuit or do you prefer your non-cream? So give us yours. I'm the assorted cream fan. I love the orange slice. What's the best bit about the orange slice biscuit? I like the tang, mate, the little tang in the middle, just a little kick. Underrated. I agree. And it's weirdly how I didn't actually know the classic you were coming up with, but found this pick online today and I thought it was an absolute cracker to talk, talk, talk through. Yes. There we go. Wow. And there's a couple in there that are my absolute specials and they're going to be hard, a little bit hard to call, call uh, which ones are your absolute favourites, but maybe we rank a couple. Um, Lovey, what's yours? What, what's your first well, memory? I like the fact that's Cuz's classic. That's three in a row that centers around food. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> There's a theme. <laughs> um, I always enjoyed a Kingston. A the, Kingston? Uh, the Kingston. Either that or um, it's 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 where the Bogans go yuppie. It's the Ice Vovo. <laughs> yeah, nice. So these are, these are your choices, right? Just tell me yep. a little bit about growing up in the family in the family biscuit barrel. What yep. was what was mum and dad's absolute special in between them? Who liked what? Um, I can't recall us ever having chocolate biscuits. To be honest, it was a rare a rare thing. So that rules chocolate but, out. But what was the biscuit in there? So mum and yeah, my, I'll, I'll let Cos think. Um, my. My mum always got the family assorted, and there was the uh, now what was that coffee milk? There was coffee milk, Kingston, uh, the, the the chocolate cream, 
Um, you know what? The funny part was there was four in our family, so my younger brother along with my parents. And somehow we miraculously were able to split our favourite ones perfectly. So I had the Kingstons. My dad wanted the chopped creams and made sure that no one else touched the bastards. Um, my brother surprisingly liked the coffee milks. And my mum liked the... Um, oh, what, what was it? It was almost, almost like an Anzac biscuit. It's, but it's not. It's that rough sort of coconut. It's like an oatmeal biscuit in the in the family favourites. Monte Carlo, possibly. That, was that the one with the little red, red? Yeah, that was white. a cream cream one, Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah. She liked that one. The old butternut snap. So we sort of we were able to uh, pretty much delegate well. It was That's rare. Handy. It was yeah, one of the rare things that happened in their house. Yeah, cars. Do you remember now? Yeah, Mum loved the um. Remember the wafer biscuits? Oh, you had yeah. the vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> Mum loved them, and Mum also loved. Remember the Malto milks? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Big fan yeah, of those as well. well. And I think, and you, you spoke about the butternut snap, which was nice. But Mum also got ginger nut snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, Weirdly enough, my dad is still eating these and loving these today. He will demolish a packet of those ginger <laughs> ginger snaps. I reckon they taste average, but if you like ginger, um, I remember a road trip up to Queensland one year and we had to go past. Well, I typically wanted to go to the Big Pineapple or one of those. We ended up at the Ginger Factory. <laughs> and there's nothing good to find there. I don't even like gingerbread men. How much ginger... Can you eat? You're supposed to be sparingly anyway. And you go to a place called the Ginger Factory where you couldn't eat anything. There was That's nothing hilarious. to You didn't spend any money there. That was that was one way to go about it. Yeah. Um, but my favorite, there's a couple in here I wanted to nominate. The mint slice. Yep. Absolute certainty. The yep. Chalky Royal. Underrated. Super underrated. And you can't go past the Tim Tam boys, surely. Well, we were, we were sort of going the family of sort. I mean, the Tim Tam's on its own level, right? So I then go to, if we're going to go chocolate-coated stuff, Tim Tam yeah. chocolate it's, it's a different It's a different genre, chocolate-coated, I reckon, mate. Oh, genre. Okay. Um, right, I'll, I'll wind back, I'll wind back to your – I'll just wind back to your category first then. So we're talking non-chocolate. Yeah. I would probably go then. Malto milk would have to be the most bland biscuit of all time. <laughs> yes, it's only doing coffee or tea, and then it yep. gives it any version of flavour. But then it, it, even um, then it's sobbed into the tea because it's too correct. it's too stupid. It's too shit. Correct. No good. No good. Yeah. Rule it out. Um, yeah, I'm struggling here now. Now, now okay. you've got me. Okay, you know what? Really quickly, find one that ranks better than the Kingston. Go. Orange slice, easy, easy. Was, was Kingston the small one with the with the brown? The brown, yeah. The brown coffee the filler. Smaller one, right? Yeah. One yeah. moment. I'm going to roll the Monte Carlo. I think. Cars is off. That's He's a fair magic act. Oh, Thor! Thor will be back in a minute. He's good, isn't he? At least he's got a background now. One it's, like he just it's like he disappeared into the wall. 
He's back. <laughs> what He's a nutbag. The Kingston. How old is it? Fresh. Okay. The Monte Carlo. Hey, you know what? As the funny part will be, if he shows us that tray at the end of the night, it'll be empty. Yeah, that's what the Delta Queen. Yeah. What what do you rank in number one, Aaron? Non non chocolate. Oh, the old chocolate cream was pretty good, but as you said, Lovey, it was it was rarely rarely in the box. Um, it always yeah. got demolished first. I reckon the old Malto milk was very much left to last, but I reckon it was a separate packet. I, I don't reckon they threw that in with the uh, the um, assortment. The assorted creams, I think they were called. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I, tr- I tried desperately to stay away from that barrel, to be honest, uh, yeah. as a kid. It never worked. Oh, I snuck a few for sure. Now, yeah, it never worked. Out. So are we now ranking the chocolate-coated? Yeah, yeah. Let's get on to the chocolate quickly. So Tim Tam, Tim Tam's like, uh, I guess Tom Brady. Yeah, no one gets near it. So then we go the next rung down. Uh, you may laugh at this, but I'll tell you what. I used to smash the chocolate teddy bears. <laughs> I used yes. to, I used to just smash them. Like just, I looked at the non-chocolate teddy bears. I went, sorry guys, you just. You're back of the class here. Got the chocolate teddy bear ones. I could I could pump out two of I could pump out two, um, two packets of chocolate teddy bear. Not a problem. In one yeah. sitting, just heave them in. Yeah, they're very TikTok. Good. I saw that. The old TikTok biscuits. They were funny. Rusty, give us your flavour though. You didn't nominate which flavour. Yeah, yeah. There's yellow, the pink, orange. Yellow, pink, or orange. I don't know if they ever tasted like lemon, strawberry. No. no. Um, I think it was just colouring no They flavor. tasted like the very chemicals I'm made of, but that's okay. Yeah. So TikTok, absolute winner for sure for Rusty. Um, talking genre about them. We'll talk about style. Not sure what Robert was referring to there, but we'll roll that one out later. We'll find out. Oh, here we go. Rusty's on now. White Tim Tams. He's going latest, latest edition. Rusty, we're going a little bit back in time, mate. You might have missed the start, and we talked about what was in your family's um, biggie barrel. Mate. So what do you yeah. remember? What, do you what, remember? Was in the, what was in his mum and dad's barrel? Correct. And the other thing, no, too, with the chocolate, with the chocolate biscuit, got to have them in the fridge. Bullshit. Well, that brings yeah. up another very interesting debate. We'll have let's have this little debate too before we just kick into a bit of footy. Put fucking chocolate. I'm going to put fridge. this. I'm going to put this topic up. Here we go. Yes, it does. Tomato sauce does not go in the fridge. It tells nah, you it two in the fridge. Bottle. It tells you two on the bottle. Right. Does it? So you, for both of you Once boys, you've opened it's it, in the fridge. It's in the fridge. Once you've opened it, the bottle tells you chuck it in the fridge. Okay, so I don't reckon it was until I moved out of home and Saitel and I had a little disagreement of where the sauce went, but it was always in the cupboard for me. I know it says so now, hang on, open, hang on. And can I guess right? It's now in the fridge. It's in the fridge. Some yeah. <laughs> battle you just don't fight, mate. On your Saitel. Well done. There we go. And Glad Rusty, Saitel. Rusty's oh, pink, a pink man. Box. I wouldn't have picked the pink for you, Rusty. 
I would have thought you were more a yellow lemon man. Love it. There you go. We learned a little bit about the great man. Um, Brown before we Lake move off the biscuits, there's one biscuit yep. we haven't touched on, and we should have, and it's an absolute Australian tradition, and I love them. Freshly cooked, freshly made, in a baker at home. It's the old Anzac biscuit. Very nice. Yep. Anzac biscuits are actually better than anything else we've discussed tonight. I love them. Rusty weighing in that uh, reckons he couldn't afford biscuits, had to steal them from a good <laughs> mate, Mark Lynch's place. But wouldn't surprise me. Rusty, uh, a bit partial to the old Bicky, um, for sure. <laughs> and Berkey chimes in with the strawberry mallow. Yeah, there not bad. Don't was that that rotten one that was just a little blobs of strawberry with the coconut on top? Was that the strawberry mallow? Well, that's isn't that the Vovo? It's the Vovo, isn't it? Yeah, nice, if he's talking nice about Vovo. the chocolate marshmallow, is he talking about the uh, strawberry marshmallow with the chocolate Chucky on top? Royal. That's a chocolate yeah. royal, isn't it? Yeah, oh, Brian. So, your chocolate roll, are you original flavour or strawberry flavour? Original. Yeah, it's got to be original. You don't. Why would you bother putting strawberry marshmallow and strawberry jam? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Good, good point. Good point. Yeah, I know. I made it. That's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Learn a little bit about it, all of us tonight. That's that for sure. fantastic. Well done, Cars. Oh, <laughs> Rusty. Rusty's sitting on the fence. One sauce in the fridge, one in the cupboard. The question is, Rusty, which sauce is in the fridge? Which one's in the cupboard? So, obviously, soy sauce, no brainer, cupboard. Yes. Tomato sauce, you bought a fridge, I was covered. And yeah, fridge, sauce, mate. What's your if brand you know of sauce? If you know it's good for you, it's fridge. Yep. Rosella. Got to be Rosella. And yeah. if it yeah, wasn't tomato sauce, if it wasn't tomato sauce, did you have another preference? What else went on the snag? Relish. Tomato sauce. Yeah. really good. You can make a really good tomato-based relish. Homemade relish is lovely. Yep. A little bit of, um, uh, what do you get, uh, chutney. So you chuck the chutney with a bit of tomato, uh, like chopped up tomato, put some onion in it, blend it, chuck it on. Beautiful. Underrated, for sure. Hmm. We, will find another few, we will find another few chestnuts to talk about in the next few weeks. So, Cuz, I want your classic. Ready to roll okay. every week, without doubt. Now they've had th the last three classics have all been food related. No, I've got a different one coming. Will you can will you continue the tradition, or are we <laughs> going to shake it up? No, I'll shake I don't it up. I don't mind either way. You know what? You know what I reckon might be odds on. Could be. Um, what was your favourite big M? Or maybe maybe it's a trip down memory lane with flavoured milk with cars. Like you start off in the seventies when they introduced it, and all the way up to today. It wouldn't surprise if Glenn did that sort of thing, or maybe the Coca Cola, whatever. The cola was coffee a choice. Ah, just just yeah. suggestions, but it's all it's it's your it's your baby, mate. We might Thank we you. might throw that one in, in next week if uh, if cars doesn't roll with it. We'll go with the uh, the Big M special. So keep that one in the back of your mind and your favourite yeah. uh, Big M and memory of the Big M. So Berkey's chiming in with the fountain spicy red sauce. Berkey, you're going way too – for a guy that's pretty vanilla, I think you are with – you like your chips and sauce. 
<laughs> you're all of a sudden spicy sauce, and I didn't think you like spicy at all. I know you pretty well, Berkey. You just got to go red rosella, mate. Red sauce, tomato, rosella. No brainer. This HP sauce and all this stuff, it's not ours, mate. Rosella's ours. Stick with play line and length, mate. Line and length. On that note, is Heinz Australian? It was. Used it to was. Be. It's I don't not even now. Rosella is anymore. Yeah, okay. Well, it feels Australian, so those ones will do. There you go. <laughs> all right. Before we get in and talk footy, the time has come. What's going to make our friend Lovey mad today? Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. Lovey loses it. Yeah. Right, I great. You look possessed with those sunglasses. <laughs> Pardon? You look possessed. No, I look happy. Very well, happy. I haven't got a mug right now. Question is, no is this a happy? Is this a happy lovey loses it, or are we no. going for the jugger? No no. no, no, no. It's shit. It's a shitty, shitty presentation. Um, no, I, I um. So I've, I've gone into the tra- I've gone on the train last three days. Um, and I've, I've as you as you do, you share the train with an eclectic group of people and different ages and genres, uh, genders, I should say. And um, I, I'm not out of place though when I say that the younger generation, it's fair to say, don't know what hard work would look like if it hit them in the ass and the face at the same time. Um, I sifted through my some of my stuff this afternoon that I brought into this new home, and I came across this thing. So this here is seven years of hard work part-time. It's a degree in business administration slash management. I got that RMIT whilst I had a young child family and working full-time. Uh, it was hard work. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I then went on and got myself a master's accordingly. However, I look at all those things and I go, hard work didn't really hurt me. Some of the conversations I've heard on the trains in the last three days from the younger generations in particular are, are actually quite uh, quite worrying because one day we're going to be voting these little shits in um, the, the, to the point where uh, they're moaning, they moaning about uh, how it's way too hard just to get to Glen Ferry once a day and then get back home and then somehow jump on their socials for half an hour and then mum and dad's tell them they have to have dinner and then once they have dinner, they then got to go out and, and, and apparently they're forced to play their sport before they come back home. And then they're so exhausted. But then, oh, yeah, I was out for about, oh, 28 hours straight, blah, blah, blah. Um, you can have a social life. You can enjoy your life. But don't piss and moan to me about uh, how you think you've got it hard and how you got it tough. A lot of you people wouldn't know what that looks like. Uh there's others, you know, some of these little young professionals, you know, they're dressed up well and all the rest of it. Good. I, I enjoy looking at well-dressed young individuals because it says to me initially they take a lot of pride in what they do and how they want to go about life. Then you hear them talk and they re- completely reverse the opinion of what you hold of them. Um, one guy, I guarantee, he's fresh out of uni and I reckon he shaves about once every two weeks. He basically thinks he should already be a manager. He's been in his role for four months 
I should be one of the uh, one of the GMs lining up in towards the executive team. I kept trying to listen in, just just laughing away while I was on Spotify to my chill out music. And I thought, no, now I'm going to put on my rage music because he's getting me angry. He then thought, you know what, I should be entitled to this because I worked, I did my degree for three years, and that means that I should be going into straight into management roles. And the other two people, worst was the other two people around him are going, yeah, 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 you should. And if if you don't, just suck it up. Like, just just crack the shits and, and, and you'll get your way like we all do at home and blah, blah, blah. So... I thought, right, I'm turning my music right up. Otherwise, I will actually say something, and I don't want to. But I thought, you know what? There's a long way to go for this young generation to fully understand what a proper work day even looks like, let alone the fact what hard work in life actually looks like. People say work smart, not hard. There's a bit of a balance in between. These guys aren't working smart. They're going to be jobless upon jobless upon jobless upon jobless, and then they're going to wonder why. Why did I bother going through uni? Or why did I bother going through my little TAFE course? It just doesn't happen straight away. So everyone that's got kids and all the young, anyone that's young out here that's um, watching this podcast, this silly old white man's telling you right now, work hard and the rewards will come sooner than you think. You don't work hard, you'll never get rewarded. That's it. That's my take. Good on you, RMIT. Love you. <laughs> Beautiful, mate. Loved it. Um, nice, mate. A lot of gold in there to take out. Hard work. Oh, look. You, don't, you don't get there. Well, some people get there. Is there uh, else I can help with? No, Siri. There's nothing you can help me with. <laughs> um, See, <laughs> I, I blame Siri for a lot of this shit too. She tries to make things simplified for them and she stuffs it up. That's right. <laughs> uh, she's trying to be too helpful. That's one thing. Yeah, uh, correct. Some things you've got to learn yep. from experience, that's for sure. Um, well, they're just too afraid to bleed these days, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Robert Wine touching him with uh, maybe his friends, encouraging <laughs> him being smart. Very um, yeah, true, true, Robert. You're uh, you're a Good wise man, nice, Robert. <laughs> and Rusty, uh, all these kids, kid stuff says I do because of their idiot, idiotic parents. Yeah, well, true, cool. mate. Absolutely, it's uh, everything. Everything starts at home. Bit of a creature of your environment for sure whether it's friends family whatever um you uh you are right mate that's for sure i I definitely think of you there um i just want to touch on a couple of gigs that are happening right now and in the next uh, little while just before we have a little bit of a kick session into into footy um right now or super right now i'm talking 10 minutes or two hours ago damon smith Friend of the show is uh, got a album launch at the Jazz Lab, um, featuring some of Melbourne um, and Australia's pretty good artists uh, helping him out there on on this latest album, so called Skeletons. So good luck, including Dave Cosma, our show favourite. So good luck, Damon, with the new album. Um, and this Sunday, Punters Club reunion, the old days of the Punters Club in Richmond. Um, it's a pretty good lineup. This is a rescheduled gig from a little while ago, so make sure you check that out. Uh, some things coming up too. Matt Joe Gow is going to be on our show next week. Um, with awesome, with uh, Karen Fields, just going, to, just going to come in and have a quick chat about a gig coming up at uh, 9th of July. It's going to be at. 
George Lane, um, where Matt Joe Gow headlines and Karen Fields is going to play before him. So that'll be a cracker. And Matt Joe Gow's got about 20 gigs coming up, as he does one of the hardest working musicians around. Um, so yeah. if you can't find a gig between Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, you name it, he's there. Um, and then he's off back home to New Zealand for a little while. So that'd be great to uh, have him back there. And a gig that was announced not long ago that's coming up um, in a couple of weeks, actually, the Winter Sounds. It's up in um, Dalesford. This will be pretty good if you can get ever get on this lineup and get up to see them. Um, headlined, uh, Luke Sinclair is going to be there. Uh, Emma Donovan and the putbacks. Um, Fenn Wilson's going to be there. Uh, so there's, there's some great gigs there if you can get up there and spend a weekend. Um, our good friend Rusty from Electric Mary's announced their big European tour, which is coming up. So get on that one if you can. We'll keep pumping that in the next few months as that comes a bit closer. And don't forget, this guy's making a comeback. He just doesn't know it. He doesn't know where. But, Cuz, someone's got to want you, Cuz. Fez's back out there. Why can't you? Not a chance, mate. Not a chance. Hey, um, <laughs> hey, before we before we jump into all things footy, how did the last Sunday afternoon go? By the way, there's a there's a bit of a pump up for Berkey and the St Andrews crew. How'd that all go? Yeah, look, it was awesome. Um, Cousin and I made the trek out there. Um, yep. Cousin was beautifully chauffeured out there for the event, um, <laughs> and opened up by by an incredible young artist, Hannah Schmidley, who we've given a little bit of. Um, mileage on this show recently and it won't be the last time she's agreed to come on the show um in a month or so's time whenever we can get her um on incredible voice um speaks about mental health and all sorts of things through her songwriting um what an inspiration and to i think we're in a really good position when a young 21 year old girl like that is up singing and highlighting some of the issues that she's had over her time through songwriting, which is her obviously outlet to do it. Um, she was incredible and to be backed up again by um, uh, Timothy Wolf, who made what an epic talent. So if you haven't seen Tim, Timothy Wolf, please go and do it. Yep. So uh, yeah, it was great. Absolute great afternoon. So shout out to Berkey and the crew um, out there from St. Andrews who put that on uh, the Wadambuck. Community Centre in St Andrews. Uh, Lovey, I know you're a late kind of scratching. Look forward to having you out there for the next one, mates. Roughly every six or eight weeks at this stage, and we'll uh, we'll get a crew together and sell the next one out. Absolutely. And our good friends, um, our good friends from even Ash Naylor, they've announced the three or four more gigs that are going to happen in April. Uh, sorry, August, um, August, um, with the one in Melbourne at the Evelyn, which will be. A, which will be one to not miss as well. And something for Kate. I don't know if you remember these guys, something for Kate in the 90s, 90s or 2000s, really. Um, yep. They're back with a vengeance. So it'd be great to see um, Paul Dempsey back out there doing his he thing. Did some, he, he's done some recent solo stuff too, which isn't too Correct. bad. Correct, yeah. So I think yeah. out of lockdown, like a lot of artists have done, got out there solo and done a few things yep. to probably – Maximise the cash in their in their own pocket, and maybe not necessarily. Yeah, the, um, around there. I think the Jays played a couple of his songs, which was on, on a pretty regular basis for a while there. So that was good. Yep. Um, all right, Cuz, got anything before we roll into footy? Oh no, just mate, Hannah. 
on Sunday was amazing. Her and Timothy were fantastic show, really good. Really good show. Good to hear. Um, good to hear you enjoyed it, mate. Appreciate you coming out. All right, so let's kick off with what's going to happen Thursday. Thursday night? Yep. No. I'm going to say the Cats win that by 70 points. Hang on. That's not the first game up. Is it? No. Is it the first game? Right. No. I'll come back to it. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Who have Lottie? we got? You must know, Cuz. Who have we got Thursday night? Isn't it Brisbane Dogs? Death Thursday night. Busy Dogs. Let's have a look. Yep. Brisbane Dogs. You're right, lovey. Here we go. Yep. Up at the Gabba. Close well, one. Oh, yeah. Greg. I think if What's the... Your look, everyone's getting a bit carried away. Dogs might be back. They played Hawthorne. Um, I... If Brisbane are worth a pinch of salt from a premiership perspective, they bounce back after that, and good teams do, and they belt another possible finals contender and get themselves back on track. So for me, I think... Um, I think Brisbane win this by about 26 points. Yeah, right. Nice. Brisbane. Guys, uh, you're looking a little bit like Dickie Knee at the moment, mate. Can we get a little bit no, more? No, sorry. Right. My chair is... <laughs> the, old, the old gas is gone on the chair, mate. Um, <laughs> do, you get, do you get told to kneel down in front of the wall? You've already yeah, been shot and told to bugger off. What's your tip, mate? Brisbane. Brisbane by five goals, I think. They've, as you said, they've got to bounce back. If they're, if they're a serious contender, they need to win this and win it pretty convincingly. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon the doggies are due, due to drop one. Um, great signing by Brisbane during the week to secure Lockie Neal. Um, there was talk about Frio. I think Frio bailed out of that situation, to be honest. I think uh, they oh, didn't I, need him. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that it's another example of the uh, football media and how fucking stupid they are and, and how much they try and drum up business rather than actually just being reporting factual stuff. It's great. Love it. Very true. Very true. Um, oh, yeah, I think Brisbane comfortably, I reckon, yep. maybe closer to seven goals personally. So that'll uh, that'll get the Lions back after getting rolled convincingly, mind you, by the Demons. Um, that was a disappointing. I was really looking forward to that match being a close one potentially. I thought that was shaping the top two. Jeez, if that's the gap between the top two, um, look out for everyone else. I think you're fine. Game. I think you'll find you'll have better contenders than a Melbourne-based, mate. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting for sure. All right, let's uh, kick off Friday night. So if that was Thursday night footy, Friday night um, we moved mm. to Marvel. Carlton St Kilda. Carlton on a massive roll. St Kilda need to be. Thoughts, Lovey? Uh, I, I, I really worry about the St Kilda defence in this game. Um, I think that the two potential key forwards that we could have had once upon a time in Essendon, KO and Mackay, um, I think they could kick about 10 at least between them on the weekend. I, reckon, I really think that St Kilda's midfield won't stop enough of the supply, and I think Carlton could win this by about 45 points. Links and Kilda are done for me. Yeah, this could spell the end for the Saints, no doubt. Yeah. Cuz, um, thoughts? Yeah, look, I tend to agree with what Lovey says. However, they've lost three in a row, the Saints. They've got to win one eventually. This could be the one. 
against all odds. How have they gone at Marvel this year? Uh, we, we beat them at Marvel, didn't we? Did Carlton, did Carlton play Marvel as well as they play the G? Yeah, they have um, this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think my tip, Saints bounce back, bounce back, get them by two goals. There you go. Who knows? I'll just throw Carlton, a roughie in there. Carlton, just, just, just looking at, the, at, at Carlton because how much I hate them and how far they've gone ahead of us so quickly all of a sudden. Um, yes, I'm obsessed about them. Um, the quicker and the drier the track they have, the better. And Marvel is just perfect for them in that regard. St Kilda don't have the foot speed to go with them. And that's why I think the midfield battle will be pretty lopsided. That's all. Yeah, good call. Righto. Let's move on. Saturday after. Um, scratch match. <laughs> it's here. It's here. Swans don't play their best footy, although they did knock off the demons. Is, the it, is, is it actually at our? Is it actually at our Tullamarine hangar precinct? I'd give us a chance then. Yeah, I think we're going to play in the hangar. Yeah, okay. Playing at Windy Hill. <laughs> Playing at Windy Hill. It'll kick the kick. Uh, yep. Yeah, I don't like this. I think. Um, I think Berkey's mob could touch us up by about six. Sixty points. No, this isn't Berkey's mob. This is uh, this is Rusty's mob. Oh, sorry, Rusty. Yeah, my, sorry, yeah. my bad. No, Rusty. Rusty will enjoy a, a ten-goal win here. Rusty, Badly. what's your thoughts? Give us a margin. Um, it'll be interesting to see Swannies bounce back. AFL W drafts has been on. Swannies have hit big. Number one draft choice. Be interesting to see how they go um, against the Bombers. The Bombers. Yeah, well, the question is, is it, is it one of those win one, lose one, win one? Um, you never know. That's how the way the Demons used to play, so anything can happen. Um, Swannies could drop one. The Swannies can't afford to drop one, I don't reckon, right now. So I think they've got enough incentive to get the job done against the Bombers. But I'd love to see the Bombers win. Um, but I'm going to tip the Swans by two goals, just in a tight one. I reckon um, Rusty's tips, Swannies. Swannies, no doubt, 22 points. So let's let's see how close he is by next week. Um, good luck to both teams, as always. All right. Uh, Adelaide. Over in Adelaide versus the Demons, 4.35. Melbourne somehow love to be playing this 4.35 time slot. Um, it's horrendous. It's a horrible time slot, personally. <laughs> Everyone's got something to do in the afternoon. Um, but I'm looking forward to sitting down, and this was the game Melbourne dropped last year, the one they shouldn't have dropped, did drop. Doesn't really matter come round 16 or I suppose we're at at the moment, but you losing forms, bad form, no doubt, and you don't want to be there. So Melbourne Is this NL Swings? No, as far as I know, it's Adelaide. But you're, yep, it's Adelaide Oval. So it says here, unless something's changed, thank God it's not Nala Springs. What makes you think it's in Alice Springs, Glenn? I thought they played a game in Alice Springs at one stage, Melbourne Adelaide. Sorry, sorry, G-Man. What makes you think yeah, it's in Alice Springs? Oh, I thought, who does Melbourne play in Alice Springs? No, oh, it varies, but we played, I think we played Port up there. St Mary's. Okay. Yeah, St Mary's. 
<laughs> Righto, let's move on. <laughs> Cats. Cats North. Saturday night. Now the Cats are coming off a bit of uh, bit of bad news during the week. Um, just before we kick into the Cats, Tom Stewart. Boys, the, we talked about the bump and the bump being back. Is it back or is it just a brain fade? Um, yeah, total brain fart. Yeah, I reckon too. Because he's actually he's actually an extremely fair player. So it's a it's a and now you no longer can classify that technically him as a fair player anymore. Four week suspension. Once you got the capability to do it and you actually do it, you sort of lose that moniker. But he's a very good player, very nice footballer, but yeah, total brain fart. Yep. Cuz. Yeah, look, out of character. Won on the game though. Well, he did win on the game, and I suppose that that always gets pinned on a guy that gets reported, um, and they know they're going to have weeks. Is do something for me by the end of this game, and do something uh, really important that does potentially win him a game, and it did in the dying minutes or stages, seconds of the game, um, to save it. And uh, yeah, Rusty brings up a good point that North Melbourne couldn't beat North Heidelberg right now. Um, <laughs> interesting point, mate. I think. Uh, Geez, I thought North would love to have Boomer back right now, and I, I think they he, might have I been. think Brent, I think Boomer Harvey would put them under the mercy rule, wouldn't he? Yeah, I reckon they might have, signed, might have might have even signed Magic Door um, <laughs> back again. And I'm yeah. interesting to see that uh, Magic Door's just been put a clearance in to go and play for North Otterberg. So that's going to be very interesting. Come the last few weeks of he's out at the moment with an injury, but. Geez, it'd be pretty handy to have coming into finals um, at oh, the yeah. Northern Free League. It could yeah. be their year, North Heidelberg, Rusty. Good luck. Let's and good luck it. to the young man too. Um, went through a heck of a lot. And mm-hmm. he's coming out the other side very, very well. So good luck to him. He's obviously he's still – I've got no doubt he still battles what he was battling and um, like a lot of us do. But I think um, he's – He's uh he's he's done if he's done he's done the right thing by retiring if that's what he had to do and I think that um if he's happy with what he's done then good on him well done mm-hmm. yeah and as a Melbourne supporter I thank uh, Majak for his time at Melbourne even though he never got to play a senior game I believe he was pretty integral in Casey's um play in the last well, Casey obviously running through undefeated at the moment which is a massive a massive moment for them um mm. but to see you know to see. Some domination from Casey, you know, eighty odd points. Um, they're flying at the moment. I haven't lost a game, so not bad for your second team. Jeez. Uh, hey, Cuz, he's not bad, is he? He just decides to chuck something else up that's Melbourne related again. I love it. Oh, you, you, wherever your demons are, mate, if they're flying, mate, just I, run guess, I guess it pays to be the narrator of this thing, doesn't it? Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, otherwise, okay. get the slides in, get them in early, mate. Um, <laughs> get them in early. Yeah, uh, Cars, I expect a good packet of biscuits during the week, mate, to trial out um, to give you my honest assessment of of a, a true packet of biscuits. I've seen you demolish a couple back of stage as we're talking. Sure. So, all right. Um, so we didn't get a. I don't think we got a margin, but it's fair to say how long's a piece of string. What? Yeah. Let, let's throw a number at it, guys. Geelong North. Seventy points. Eighty-five. Oh, no one's tipped the three figures yet. I'm going 102 points. Oh, there's a belting. Um, okay, what happens? Does 
Do we have one of those moments where Melbourne, you know, Melbourne played S, uh, Geelong a few years ago and they got absolutely belted down at Shell Stadium, Cadinia Park, whatever it was called then, um, and it saw the end of the coach? Could this happen? Could this I happen? think um, so. I think nah. that I don't think it'll happen. I don't think North want to be seen as knee jerky because the last thing they need is to be seen doing is making decisions that potential trade targets all of a sudden just don't want to go there. Uh, you want to settle club, so I, I think they'll. I'll see him through. Um, and again, it's not second. The coach doesn't solve all their problems either. So for me, um, what is one hundred eighty? It was, was one hundred ninety points that margin that day for you, poor buggers down at Cat Park, wasn't it? So it was a long day. Um, I reckon one hundred and two is about the equivalent of that in today's footy. Um, hundred and ninety points. It won't mean it won't mean the end of David Noble. It won't. Yep. Yep. It'll definitely rethink a few players on the list, though, in my opinion. Um, but let's if see. If they sacked him, yeah. All right, Gold Coast Collingwood. Um, can the Gold Coast pull regarded as an upset? I guess at the moment against Collingwood. Uh, this is the game I'll be tuning into. So we've got two games on at the same time, which is absolute yeah. madness. It seems to happen occasionally, um, like the good old days when we used to have them all on at once. Um, I this is, am this is, pushing. This is almost a match of the round. I'm pushing mm. for this upset for sure. I really want it. Um, and question is, is it an upset? The Suns are travelling pretty well, um, and the no, guys are due for one. But it would it, be enough. Would have to be. Would have to still be an upset, but I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the Suns by twelve. I reckon it's going to be close. Let's see. I think goes. the Gold Coast win too. Right, I think if um, my heart says the Suns, um, but if you ask me to put my balls on the on the vice, um, it's Collingwood by about fifteen points. Yep. Right, we won't go for too much longer because we're keeping Cuz up. Let's move into Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Richmond Eagles. Cars won't make it. Could this be the case of Tigers by 100? No. I'm sick of everyone everyone giving the West Coast Eagles outs and excuses for this year. They've still had... They've still still at least had a dozen premiership players nearly every single bloody week. They had two weeks where they had to fill in with their 43rd player. Okay, no problem. That's a two-week excuse. They've been getting players back. Those players have just chosen not to put in the effort or they Mm -hmm. have spasmodically. Funny how they put in a full-on effort last week and they get up. Yes, they were playing a very shit team, but they still had, for a change, the tenacity that they probably had the ability to have the previous 10 weeks. I just didn't apply. So the they just haven't is, bought The question is, have they got it in it this week against the rampant Tigers outfit? I think they have. They're not going to win the game, but I think they have. So yeah. I don't give West Coast excuses at all. What's your margin, Lovey? Tigers by 15 points. Close. Yep. Cuz, did you give me one? Tigers by about 40. I reckon uh, I'm going to go with Eddie, and it was good to catch up with Eddie last week, chatting about his love for footy and the love for the Tigers being back. He was all up and about, and um, 
he did talk about Bolton, um, <laughs> and he said it will he will get his mark of the year, let alone decade, before the end of this year. So ten goals to the Tigers. Yeah, I'll go with you on that one. You know what? Time. If 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 Shy Bolton actually gets a mark of the decade given to him this year, uh, make a t-shirt, Eddie, and I'll buy it. Put Shay Bolton on the uh, put Shay Bolton on the front, and I'll, I'll bloody wear it. I'll bite and wear it. Correct. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting mm. to see the Tigers up and about, and how far, how high can they go? Uh, they're on the way yep. up at the moment, for sure. All right, second last game, we've got the Giants and the Hawks. This yep. could be the giant killer if the Hawks get it, get the job done. I'm tipping the Hawks by two goals. So Giants. Toby Green's boys. Giants? Margin. Giants, five goals. Yep. Yeah, I think Toby Green and Sicily will both get reported for striking each other and cop three weeks each. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think well, I think the Giants will win by a couple of goals, but it's there's a lot of who cares cups that have been floating around this year. This is another one. Throw out the pile. Yep. The AFL... Uh, Media department obviously hasn't contacted you, Lovey, to inspire them um, for a pre pre match speech. Okay, here we no. go to the top eight. Here we go to the top eight. So the D's sit the game here again. Was there one more game? Uh, sorry, did we skip it? Oh yeah, it's oh, a wow. dead, dead rubber. No, it's not. Free oh easy. Yeah. Yeah. Freo by Freo. 72 points, but Porter's still chasing a, premier, a final spot. It's yeah, not overly dead. Yeah. No, you're right. Oh, I actually want to flick to the bottom eight first. Um, and let's find out. Let's find out who's going to have the movement that we think they're going to have. We talked about the Suns before, sitting 11th at the moment, very much still in the mix. It's, it's super even this year, no doubt. Uh, the Saints, this is their game. This will get round, or I reckon they're. They're done. Um, but they sit on 32 points, so they're not that far out. The Tigers, they're sitting right with St Kilda, so very close indeed, um, sitting a better percentage, though. Port Adelaide, and how far down, boys, do we go before we think that's it? There's the line. Is it Adelaide? It's Port Adelaide. It's just Port Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, Port Adelaide. So even four more teams that can, that can do a bit of upsetting there. And I actually think on one form, Gold Coast are the one. Um, but let's see. I don't know who they've got yeah. left in the run. But all of St Kilda, Port, and the Suns you had there, all three games this week, they I can't see them winning them, and therefore they fall two games back behind the finals with only six games left. I, to me, it's a race in nine uh, for this week. I'm going to be a sports sport. It'll be a, I'm going to spoil the whole thing, but I reckon five, six weeks out, you only got nine teams left. Yeah, yeah, true. You, you are right. I reckon it's it's almost as cutthroat as that, or clear, clear cut, clear cut as that. Yeah. What about the top eight? Who drops out, mate? Honestly, uh, um, your thoughts? I see the dogs being the most vulnerable, only because their draw is pretty horrible. Um, Massive game this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they if they can jag two of their next four against uh, top eight teams. Then they deserve to play finals after that. They 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 really do. But I see Richmond coming in at the expense of the Dogs from here, and that's about it. I see Carlton 
if we're going to make any bold predictions between now and the end of the year, um, I think Carton might take Frio's spot inside that top four. Um, Frio going to home all imagine final. Yeah. That's enormous if Carlton can finish top four, uh, as we know. Um, very You know what tough. it proves? You know what yeah. it proves? If you, if you allow, if you have coach talking effectively with your upper board and hierarchy effectively, then you can turn things around very, very quickly. Look what Melbourne did. It's amazing yeah, what happens true. when you open up the borders. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that line Richmond of communication. Richmond a few years before that. Yeah, upper management and on the ground yep. is a big thing, I reckon, still. Um, all right, boys, anything else before we wrap it? No, no. No. Um, no. No, just young people, appreciate what you've got in front of you and work for it. We're done. Yep, we kicked off the show, Lovey, just before you jumped on. Uh, wishing uh, G-Man all the best for uh, his next week in battle. Um, new job, <laughs> new new start, new career. Yep. Um, keep it simple, cuz. Don't overthink it, mate. Just get out there and enjoy it again. Um, Have fun with it, mate. Be like riding we'll a bike. We'll we'll do. Back on and you'll enjoy it. And uh, the school and the kids will be better for having you there. Mate, so all the best. Thank you. Which school again? Oakley Grammar. Okay. Uh, it's a bit far for me to start yelling from the school fence profanities at you. I might not worry about it. If it was at White Fries or something like that. If it was at White Fries or something like that, I'd probably be there on a daily basis. But, you know, I'll leave, I'll leave you alone for a month. There you go. Thank you. Appreciate it greatly. Yeah. <laughs> we can't... Um... We can't finish without without a little quick shout-out to the Bombers and please, Bombers, turn it around, kids. We need you. We need it. It's we need it, for the, we need it for the podcast. We need to be up and about. Dave Cosma said he's not coming back on unless the Bombers have won. So um, we need <laughs> See you in 2023, Dave. It's been great. I don't have a chance. Righto. What? There you go. Wise Sorry? words. Who would have thought? Sorry, Glenn, I think you're a chance. Who? The Bombers. A chance at what? Running out in the ground? Yeah. When? I've actually become you. Chance I've actually become you. Like you I've become cynical. <laughs> cynical. Righto, guys. All right. Let's get amongst it. See you soon. See you. Hey, guys. Look after yourselves.